Welcome back to the podcast, my fellow travelers. Welcome back. Ooh, magic, man. Wrong episode. What's up? I'm Russell Tyndall. I'm Ned Pruitt. And this is Never Ending Adventure Podcast. We're talking adventure time, and we're on episode 24. Ned, what have you done? I've done everything. I ain't done nothing. I ain't done you nothing. You can't prove nothing. I ain't done nothing right now. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you uh, what. Ice I, I King, man, I'll tell you what. He was on there, and Ice Cream was totally innocent. Um, I wish I could do a really great either Bobby Hill or Hank Hill. I can't really do either, but especially Hank Hill. You can you can practice. Dude, Hank Hill, there's just something about it that's like almost pleasant to listen to. Like that tone of voice. Like, like I just really, whenever I hear a Hank Hill impression, I'm just like, like scrolling to talk. I'm like, yes, please. Very what aesthetically pre- pleasing. Yeah. For maybe I just enjoyed that show a little bit. Yeah. Um, unless, yes. Yeah, I did. As you say, let's get canceled in the future, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but no, I did. I, I, I'll, I'll stick to that. I enjoyed it. Well, whatever. that was Russell's long intro into saying that we were talking about What Have You Done? Episode 24. Yes. And <laughs> we are an Adventure Time podcast. If you've never listened to us, I've never seen the show before. And, and I've seen it too many times. Ned Ned has a tattoo to prove it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I, I keep bringing that up. What's up, y'all? We, we're talking about a pretty fun little episode right here. We've got just a good... Good episode. Yeah, Russell came in the studio today saying, "I really freaking like this episode." Yeah, like, I, I guess did. it feels more canon because it's it's now like the third or fourth time we've been in the Candy Kingdom. We're seeing the eternal conflict between the Ice King and Princess Bubblegum, um, and it's yeah. like the third time it's happened. So it's kind of nice. It is, you know, at this point in the show, like you were saying last time, you're like, I want more things to happen that like coincide. I want to feel like it's not just random side quests, random universe, new stuff every time. And this is kind of all repeating characters. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. I mean, we keep saying nice. It's great to have Princess Bubblegum and Ice King back again. Yeah, and and seeing more conflict and seeing more of who they are as characters. And we and get some Gunter action, some sort Gunter. of. I don't know if it was Gunter. There were penguins with axes made out of ice and... <laughs> It wasn't my lovely, but gosh dang it, they were awesome. Gunther, Gunti, Ganti, Gunto. Well, there's more than that, though. There's like a whole world. Yeah, there's like, there's, ones, but they're all named some iteration of Gunther. Well, there was, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I was going to try and gather. <laughs> I don't know why that was going to mind. I was trying to make up, uh, G named, um, penguins. But, anyways, they but had we, axes and it was really cool. Little yeah. Battle axes. We, we start this episode off with like, they're just gonna go capture the Ice King. And immediately, my mind went to, I thought we just had a Man Lorette party. I thought we were relatively mm. chill with Ice King, uh, pun intended. That is an interesting thing. So, that is a consistency that we are actually seeing. That I think the most consistent thing in the show is that Ice King, every time he interacts with Finn and Jake, is becoming a little bit more bros. Like they're becoming a little bit more friends in this yeah. episode. Like he's like claims that they're the greatest friends ever or whatever, and he flies away. Um, yeah, it's that's I kind of love that they're actually throwing a little bit of that into yeah um, Adventure Time. What is it? I said, uh, finally, freedom and friends forever. Freedom it's and friends. Something he forever, yells man. when he when he flies away from 
uh, being trapped by yeah, them. Yeah, as he leaves them in the jail cell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was their prisoner. I, I also like, they just left the crown out and he's like, I'm, oh, is my crown over there? And he goes and gets it. And I'm like, he just admitted, okay, also this is canon and apparently important probably. Mm-hmm. His powers are in his crown. He admits early yeah. in the episode that his powers are all in his crown um, and that he stole his powers yeah. somewhere along the way. Oh, yeah. The great episode down the road called Evergreen. So where he wasn't we get, like born with them, I guess. No. See, this is where we, I brought it up in episode two of our podcast that Ice King's deep and has probably one of the largest, if not like most written out backstory of anybody in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, surprisingly it's been enough, spoiled you know? to me that his name is Simon, mm-hmm. and and that's that's not too much of a spoiler drop or anything like that. That his name is Simon, but it's like he wasn't always the Ice King. He wasn't born into the land of Ooh as the the King of Ice. Like, hmm. and you, we start to see everybody's not everybody, but you know backstories of the most important characters and how you're like, oh, the land of Ooh is this post apocalyptic place where all of this weird evolution and magic introduced and chemical reactions and nuclear bombs changes things, you mm. know? Yeah. Um, and Simon is definitely one of those people that's affected by that. Okay, so he's been around for a while and he was there for the war, I guess. Or Maybe. Or whatever it was. Well, you I don't basically know. just said that. I don't know. I just Well, affected by the, the growth in Ooh. Okay. That's like, yeah, characters are have developed like all through the history of Ooh changing. I got and, you. Okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm tracking yeah. a little bit. Well, I just, before we get too deep into this, I wanted to take a moment to appreciate the artwork of this this episode, especially. Mm-hmm. Which specifically? The, the intro scene, it's nighttime, we're in the Ice Kingdom, and there's just something about the blues, like the palette that they chose, or the blue hues, or, or whatever it is, that they use in that intro scene for this episode really popped to me. Like, mm-hmm. and blue is my favorite color. I don't, you know, whatever. But I just, I thought it was so, like, appealing in a way. Yeah. Um. And then later on, there's the scene with Princess Bubblegum. She's on Lady Rainicorn, and they're on top of mountains. And then Ice King, and they're yeah. And it's like kind of like, like hey, this sunset color coloration with yeah. It, you know? And again, it's gorgeous i'm yeah. like it i haven't felt that way about this show uh since the first episode i think the first episode that first scene where it's like all the neons and whatnot and yeah like, where they're using the color palettes really to like accentuate yeah kind of this imaginary land it's like and, nighttime you know, nighttime adventure time looks so good yeah and there's it's, there's plenty more of like dark scenes dark episodes nighttime yeah. episodes so i'll i will i'll pick your brain about that next time to be like how to like i guess the colors pop more because they use bright colors anyway yeah at nighttime, I, I, don't, you know? I don't know if it was maybe the nighttime thing is just like the common factor that i'm i'm pulling out but i don't know i i just really liked uh, both of those two scenes really stuck out to me and if you haven't seen this episode in a while if you're not watching this episode before listening to the podcast, go check it out. It was, yeah. it was cool. It's I a good really one. liked it. Yeah. And it's a great episode. Yeah. And we're close. We're, we're now, this is uh three episodes away from finishing season one. So I'm glad that like you and hopefully listeners and everybody is like, okay, cool. We're, we're starting to recognize and not feel like people get it overwhelmed by adventure time. Cause it always feels so random. It always feels out of the blue. It mm-hmm. always later like, who in the heck is this character? And now by this point, you're like, 
oh, Ice King in Prince of Bubblegum. Like I'm, the, you're familiarized with the world, and it's feeling, yeah. it's feeling comf, it's feeling homey. You know. Well, the the artwork and the penguins with the battle axes are my tops for this episode. Both of those things, they were the icing on the cake of a very fun episode. Mm-hmm. I think the tops was for me was the shelf of penitence. The shelf of penitence, uh, more like small rope uh, burns. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought the crown, the, the crown was crying, and it was yeah. like, "I'm sorry, yeah, I'm sorry." I just thought that was like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure every parent in there and who has got kids or anybody that just deals with difficult people just wishes they have a had a shelf of penitence in their house or is in a small group with other people. Oh, burn! Sorry. Or is in a oh, burn? <laughs> no, small group's great. Go to, uh, go to small group guys. I just, yeah, I just, <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, sometimes it just comes off and you just, you feel sad. Yeah. It just make you feel bad sometimes. Oh man. Well, funny thing about the shelf of penance too. It, we know this is post the Duke of Nuts episode because Finn actually knows what that means. Oh, yeah. Remember in Duke of Nuts, he was like, I don't even know what penance oh, means. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I now he knows what it means. That. Yeah. I thought that was really like a good like tie together of Finn's development. (laughs) He's learning vocab words. They had that and then the the Oculus of uh, Rehabilitation. Ooh, the Oculus. What's the I say to him in Um, the prison? It was like, you're going to change. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I have, dude, the Oculus, I went off and I don't usually go into research tangents, but I was kind of like looking through just high level facts about this. And they said the Oculus of Rehabilitation character guarding the Ice King is a reference to the philosopher Jeremy Bentham's Panopticon. And I was like, whoa, the, what the heck is this? So I rabbit hole down to figure out what Panopticons it's are. It's way over my head. Yeah, well, it's it's hilariously very evil. Like, um, so it, the Panopticon was this designed by this um, philosopher. Sounds like a ritual... Yeah, it's it. Well, it's it's just dark, man. So he had this like concept and design of like prisons where um, all the cells would be like on the outer walls of like a circle, and that there would be one room in the middle that the prisoners couldn't see into, but you could see every prison cell at one time. So, so kind of like the opposite of this episode in that in the tree or whatever or the fort. I don't know wherever the prison cell is. There's a one cell in the middle, and then there were cells all along the walls. Yeah, well, it's, it was kind of like it's if the cells were all along the wall, this this one center yeah, thing. But that if can, that wasn't a cell and it was actually like a, a guard's lookout post. Yeah, it's kind of like a guard's lookout post, but the the concept of it was supposed to be like terrorizing and rehabilitating to prisoners. So here's here's the actual like excerpt I had. Is an institutional building and a system of control designed by the English philosopher Jeremy Bentham in the 18th century. The concept is to allow all prisoners of the institution to be observed by a single security guard without the inmates being able to tell whether they're being watched. Um, so hmm. more notes on that and like why that's kind of crazy um, is that it's kind of like this rehabilitation through overwatch, um, which a, a different philosopher said is a device of such monstru- monstrous efficiency that it left no room for humanity. So it was was it just because they were being sur- or surveillance twenty four seven essentially? Yeah, or like all it, of them knew they were constantly being watched. Is that what well, makes all it them so bad? Didn't know if they were constantly. Oh, being I got watched. It was the it was kind of the innate like unknown gotcha. of like, am I being monitored or am I not right now? And uh, that I, same idea is kind of what 
was one of the inspirations for 1984, which was the Big Brothers always watching and that kind of psychological terror that goes along with, it's not actually that you're being observed, it's, that it's the fact that you could hypothetically always be being watched. Mm. Um, and that is more rehabilitating and was begin to move towards this concept when public beheadings and you know, corporal punishment were banned in a lot of countries and started to move towards disciplinary, like prison rehabilitation through psychological terror. Mm. So it's kind of, I just, I just went down that rabbit hole and was Man, like, that's dude, freaking you terrifying. Deep. You went you way know? deep. Well, it's funny. I mean, we're being surveillance or we, yeah, I don't know if I want to say that we could be being surveillance. The fact that you have a cell phone and a smartphone, like if yeah. someone really wanted to, you could be surveillance all the time. Everything we're saying right now could be pre-recorded and released but via a government podcast before we release God. it ourselves. Oh, man, I'd listen to that. <laughs> yeah, phone recording. Um, no, I don't know. That's, dang, dude. Well, it's funny. Jake and Finn are some terrible cops. They do some yeah. terrible surveillance in this episode. <laughs> well, they put him in a prison cell that only has two bars Yeah, to start with. He helps them build the prison up. Then... Yeah, he's like, what are y'all... Like, he's just... Ice King's just criticizing them the entire time. Like, <laughs> for, what are y'all doing? I'm, being, I'm all up in, all up in your dome or whatever. Yeah, he, he, says. he was trying to psychologically flip it back on them and make them feel guilty and let him free, which was somewhat yeah. genius of first, Ice King. I transgress you. Uh, your, or sorry, I, first I transgress your meaningless rules. Then you, uh, what is it? Maliciously per persecute me, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then the rules were disrupted because. Uh, they don't know what he did the yeah. whole time. Like, like Princess Bubblegum drops the ball, in my opinion, of course. Mm -hmm. Just like in the first episode, doesn't tell Finn why Ice King needs yeah. to be arrested. I was so frustrated with this one because I was like, Finn literally learned this this lesson like not that long ago about Princess Bubblegum's going to ask me to do something that feels immoral, and I'm going to do it this. I'm just going to go into it blindly and that's yeah. okay. And I was like, dude, you need to start questioning these things, man. You need to start questioning her. Like, Yeah, well, she's like, he didn't do anything, not a thing. And I'm like, all right, that's such a technicality. I mean, he did something, you know, like, I, I don't know. But, but even if it's not like he's at fault because he didn't mean to, it's just he has really bad dandruff and his dandruff happens to at like the... Um, the candy ice or the candy, the candy crystals black from black plague. Yeah, it was. The, the, I was thinking of the candy crystals from Avatar: The Last Airbender or whatever. You know, in the Rock Kingdom, it's like they just grow. You like know, like further on grow slowly. onto you. Yeah, but it's like just tell tell Finn, let him know why he's doing this. He's already got. His, he has to justify beating up Ice King. He can't just go do it because it's against his nature. Or was it, he actually says in this episode, it's against my alignment. It's against his alignment, which is another, another D&D reference. Yeah. Um, is well, that, we talked about his alignment a couple episodes ago. Yeah. You know? I, I kind of love that. I was like, oh man, heck yeah. Um, but I just, yeah, that was frustrating. But but you had Ice King in this prison uh, <laughs> and they took his crown away and, and that's when he's like, oh, all my powers are there, you know? And, yeah. Um, and well, now they kind of, I mean, that was a, that was end. a big bomb drop. So if they ever, uh, need to stop Ice King from doing anything again, they kind of know to go for the crown now, yeah, which is a big, true. which is another big kind of note. He's got in, a big weakness. Yeah. That's a big weakness. He needs to spread that out. Surely he can put his powers in himself or something. I don't know. But, uh, it's funny. 
he's like, use, he uses the mirror, you know, and it keeps breaking it, it keeps on breaking. the way or whatever. And he's like, like, uh, y'all are the true jerks is like his lesson or when he's finally deep in their minds and Ben breaks and Ben's just like, you know what? Like, you're right, man. Like, we are the true jerks. And he puts himself behind the... Puts himself puts in the himself prison. Behind the bar. Yeah, I Which just, I was like, you I don't, don't you just let him go. Like, you didn't have to put yourself in prison. Trying to, trying to re re-righteous himself and be like, I'm just gonna, I deserve to be in prison for doing. And we realized that like, you know, Ice King did a thing. There was a reason that Princess Bubblegum just said, kidnap him and I'm gonna like torture him. But like, if you're gonna, you know, be a part of that, you need to know if there's like a great, but like, that's why Finn was like, I'm not gonna let you torture him if, but I hope Finn would be like, you can't torture him even if he did something bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah, even if it was, I don't know, I guess it saves, well, Finn does a good job of taking like, all right, this is, we have to get uh, his screams of terror or whatever. Yeah. Scream, some terrible screams or whatever from Ice King in order to save them. And he's like, oh, how can we do this? Like, let's do this by faking his death at the end. You know, like it was a nice twist on Finn still being the stick with his morals and still being able to be the hero that he is and saves um the the uh, the candy kingdom while protecting ice king because he you know is innocent until proven guilty essentially yeah. in finn's mind yeah i mean and well and it proves to us that like finn is like the ultimate adventurer as we've said he can find these creative win-win situations similar to memories of boom boom mountain where he's just doing everything to where everything's princess bubblegum gets her away ice king's not tortured and a lot of the show, you know, Finn's busting his butt to make sure that everybody's happy. Um, and that's kind of brutal. And and he doesn't need to go against his alignment in order to do that, you know? Yeah, that's true. And the uh, we did get, like, one of the coolest things from this episode, or funniest maybe? I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, slappy D's. Slappy D's. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag slappy D's. I, oh, we're just going to pound it, man. That. Slappy D's. <laughs> I don't know why, man. I, that, and, that and the fact that Ice King is constantly cause, calling Finn his bosom. Yeah, you're my bosom. I, I was like, what are you, what are you getting at, bro? I, I just, he, just, he hasn't had friends in so long, he has forgotten what to call his <laughs> my friends. Bosom. Uh, Ned, you're my bosom. You're my bosom, buddy. Oh, that sounds so bad. <laughs> that sounds weird. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Oh man! But so they, I'm just. I was so I was typing 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 notes in this episode and kind of didn't remember exactly how it got resolved. Um, from watching it in the past, and I was like, why didn't PB like try something else before, um, deciding to go kidnap and torture him? And then I was like, oh, she did. She flew there on the laser swan, and no, she was on a uh, rainicorn. Oh, she was on Rainicorn. Lady you're right. Rainicorn, you're right. Yeah. I, for some reason, because yeah, she was speaking Korean. Which and is cool. You get to see Lady Rainicorn being used like, in, a, in by, action. Yeah, she's like that's her role, I guess. Is PB's like steed? Yeah, she is kind of like a steed. To some I don't degree. know. Maybe steed isn't the word, but it's like her horse. my noble steed. Her yeah, her it's her like princess horse. Or, yeah, I don't know. There's got to be a term for yeah. that. I'm well, sorry, she, she's somehow like, yeah, she's not even live in the candy kingdom. She's not made out of candy, but she still kind of like goes along and it's like, hey, I'm, you know, Jake's my boyfriend, so I'm going to be part of, and, and you start realizing there's an episode down the road where PB and Rainicorn kind of go on their own adventure to save Finn and Jake. Um, spoiler drop. Spoiler drop. It's the return of Ricardio. Ah, 
gross. Mm, yeah, we got to do another one. The, also, our, our worst downloaded episode. Of oh, podcast. yeah. No one likes that episode. <laughs> not, not even us. It's not a bad episode. It's, it's just a... A terrible episode of the show. No, I just don't like Ricardio. <laughs> no one does, man. Yeah, but Ricardio, the creep guy. Um. Oh, but I noticed that you know she did her best to try and figure out a way to not have to torture the Ice King to say, mm-hmm. "I'm pretty sure he didn't do this purposefully." Please come back and save us. But the Ice King is just so whacked out, so crazy that he can't even like listen to people. And PB should know this. PB should know that mm-hmm. he's incapable of being talked into reason. But she's smart enough to not just turn to violence immediately next. Like, what are other ways yeah. that she could get? Or he could, she could have just done it. Maybe she didn't have the recording device on her. I'm like, why don't uh-huh. she just, she wants to beat him up, just beat him up. He's there like, yeah, put, put my, my, too my strap in his house and then record him like screaming or something like that. <laughs> you know? Strap. Yeah. Steps on it or something. I don't know. There's so, there were so many, even resort, that, that would be resorting to violence, but not capturing and torturing somebody. Like, good gracious. You man. just put a, uh, what snakes in his peanut brittle or Jake in his peanut brittle. <laughs> Jake again. in the peanut brittle. That was such a fun way to start this episode was like, Talking about what you're saying, he's like crazy. Like the way he greets people at his door is by opening up the door and just going zap, 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 zap. You know, like immediately he's just like, doesn't even look to see who it is. He's just like, oops, someone's at my door. They're getting zapped, you know. <laughs> uh, but then he got got because of the peanut brutal. I know. It was such a simple way to get in. But the- I'm on a diet. <laughs> <laughs> And we realize he needs more food when he takes off those robes. He's a skinny little oh, man. Creepy. Creepy skinny <laughs> little man. But yeah, the Jake's just, you should have stayed on your diet. Should have kept your diet. Should have kept your diet, man. Oh, man. That, oh, was, well, that was a great, yeah, it was, just, it was a good episode, y'all. It's just a good it episode. Good. It's just fun. It's just fun episodes. And then it, they, just, they just keep getting more fun, man. Yeah. Well, well I'm going to give y'all a break. I've got some some moral bombs to drop on Russell, but I wanted to everybody take a breather, take a potty break, get your popcorn. Yeah. You know, it's like moral bombs and princess bubblegums and probably plagues. Probably plagues. Hi there. Do you have a business or small business that you want to advertise? Well, come on down to Ned and Russell's podcast. They have tons of ad space that they are literally wasting on bullcrap candy commercials. So if you have 25,000 schmeckles and a phone, give us a call. It's 1-800-GET-YOUR-AD-ON-THE-PODCAST yeah. today. Or dollar bills. I'd, I'd much prefer actual money. No, schmeckles to dollars is... is hey, this is Russell. Just I'm just... Crazy whatever. inflation. Get out of here, Billy Joe, Bob... Guy who does our ads sometimes. Do that. This is an ad for ad space. No, well, it is an ad for ad space, but I want to get paid, man. I'm trying to get paid here. I I got a full time job. I don't have kids, but I'm supporting myself. And uh, yeah, come R- on, give me Russell some money. Russell needs the schmeckles. I just want something. Just give me anything. D- just, Y'all, just please. Just give please. us. Just ad, give us money. Ad ads ads. We need ads. Give us your money. Rolling back into the podcast. I hope you gave us your money. Welcome, fellow travelers. No, we already did that. To part. Russell is poor. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> to Russell is poor. Russell on needs the money. <laughs> no, but seriously, no. y'all listening is better than any money in the whole world, right? Yeah, I'm doing fine. <laughs> I got a job. I got a full time job. All right. Well, dude, hit me. You said when we were on our break, you just had a lot more to say about Princess Bubblegum. Oh man, she comes in. Well, first off, I guess we see her first as a hologram, as like a Star Wars 
hologram, like yeah, and like a green cube type thing. Yeah, here's here's your mission, you know, yeah. sort of a thing. But but then we see her later on, and she's speaking German. Yeah, which, first appearance of her speaking German, and it is canon. Is like it? She, okay. she does this a lot. Do you have Do you have written down what she said? Yes, I do actually. I was it's, really curious, and then I was the, like, the, no, not, no, not at the beginning part. Like when she's in her like black plague uniform, but I do have at the end. Well, she said "ich bin," which is ich, "I am here." Ich bin so gluck, uh, gluck, gluck, glücklich. Ich kann, ich kann, which in English means wow, I'm so happy. German. I'm so happy. I could, I could, and then she faints. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I could, I could. Okay. Hmm. Well, so, what was that in reference to? That was when. That was when, um, at the very end, when all the candy people kind of get saved, and she like passes oh. out on the on the medical bed, and so yeah, like, she could faint. Okay, yeah. So, and I can't remember. I this is man, all of my Adventure Time fans out there, I don't think they ever give a direct like reason why she speaks German. I think it was like one of her relatives uh, knew German growing up, and hmm. so she learned it from them. It's but like a I, fun little extra characteristic. My, hers. theoretically speaking, is that she learned a lot of her science from textbooks that she maybe found through Wreckage of the Apocalypse. And I think all of those books might have been in German. And that's my, theoretically speaking, of of why she has this, like, German alter ego, you know? That's really cool. I I didn't have it theoretically speaking in this episode. I was hoping you would have more information on the German thing. I just kind of, I just was like, yeah, that makes sense. I think I I get it. There is an explanation. It comes a long time from now. So maybe I'll look it up for the next podcast to confirm. But even though I think even if they give an explanation, I think I I like my theory of theoretically speaking because she's by the book kind of person, you know. So she's got this book on what happens when candy people eat snow and they freeze up which means that this has happened before i like too. that a whole lot better than any other way you could have taken her speaking german and you yeah. know based off how we've treated princess bubblegum uh based on what we see princess bubblegum treating other people or how we see princess bubblegum treating other people in this, in this show but uh it was, i just didn't understand i was like she's speaking german but she's wearing a play doctor's outfit um which i i guess the i mean the plague was in europe so but for whatever reason, when I think a lot of um, Americans, or maybe I'm speaking too broad, but when I think of the, the bubonic plague or the or Black Death, I'm thinking of like like Great Britain. Yeah. Like I'm thinking of like English people suffering. Yeah, you know? and yeah, like definitely Western Europe. But it was vibe. like all over Europe. You know, like it was all over Western Europe. It wasn't just like the UK was suffering with the bubonic plague. Um, but yeah, it was it was interesting. So she's she's just speaking in German. She's wearing this this thing, and I and I just kind of wrote down. I know you did too. Um, just some notes about the bubonic plague because I got interested. I was like, "What is she doing with this mask? Where is this episode going?" Yeah, why is she spraying all this green stuff around? Unless she thought it was some kind. If she already knew the cure. Well, man, from my time working in pest control, it looks like she's. Spraying yeah. and and uh, insecticides. Yeah, and but it was so weird. So I was like, "What is she? Is she?" And it's green. It's not like she's trying to warm her candy. People yeah, she's up. like fogging. But yeah, but what she's carrying would not be fog. It would be like a mist, like spray. a mist sprayer. So it's kind of a weird, you know, like that would be something that I would carry if I was going inside houses and spraying for like residential pest control. But anyways, it is interesting to see her doing that. You know, walking around, she's fogging the entire. Candy Kingdom, I guess, to try and kill whatever 
dandruff is left. Um, but she's also wearing this mask and, and it was cool because it's like, the more I read into it, the mask symbolizes it's like death and disease. And a lot of times those play doctors were the last people that uh, someone dying in that time period would see, but it's ineffective. She's a scientist, but she's wearing this costume or this outfit that effectively didn't help any. Like the bubonic plague was not spread. I mean, mm -hmm. I, think, I think it was probably spread a little bit by some sort of uh, in the air sort of a thing. But, and again, we're not experts on this, so please do your own research. But it's just interesting. I just read up a little bit on it. But those masks were used in order to put really sweet smelling like lavender or like really strong smell. Yeah, so they wouldn't smell the, the bodies. So they wouldn't smell the bodies, but they also thought it would filter out like it was the bad smell that was killing people yeah. or something, you know, uh, or that was how it would be spread. Um, and so she, as a scientist, a, a pretty modern scientist, is wearing that outfit and then takes it off in the middle of the city streets. So I don't... <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah, maybe she looks. was done spraying whatever she was spraying around. Yeah, but... Russell, you're starting to sound like an anti-masker over no, here. No. Well, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Don't put a timestamp <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> no. wear, wear a mask when you gotta wear a mask. Operation, not get canceled. Oh my gosh, no, I'm not an anti-masker. Um, no, so, but anyways, but yeah, the blood death was spread through fleas and rodents and, you know, it was a essentially the result of poor hygiene. Um, but it's kind of funny. I mean, this, the dandruff from the Ice King was poor hygiene. Like, yeah. yeah. The candy people out there, what, one of the candy people freaking dies. Did you see that? She goes down and eats no, one I of the things that. and then her eyes get the little X's over them. Oh, yeah. That's so that's good. assuming that like in, the, the dandruff just touched the other candy people and they got poisoned. But the poor, I think it was like a gumdrop lady, like just eats one and like straight up dies. Man, the freezer burn flu, I guess. But <laughs> it's just gross. I mean, it's cool that Ice King is like, hey, check this out. Look what I can do. But it's it's gross. It's, it's pretty gross. It's, it's just dandruff that makes people from his beard, which yeah. is even worse. I don't know. But PB is interesting, man. She's like, she's <laughs> she's a table flipping tyrant in this episode. Table flipping tyrant. She's just constantly looking for something. I'm jealous. I've always wanted to do that. Uh, this table, this podcast table probably isn't. I don't think... Um, I don't think my henchmen would be all that happy about me doing that here. But... Nope. Uh, I don't know. One day I'll get to flip a table. One day, yeah. Maybe we'll make it happen for you. Maybe end of season one celebration, we let you, Book like, some, some yeah, sort of table. Randy Orton some table. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Princess Bubblegum was interesting this episode. She just, again, the lack of information. She's speaking in German. She's wearing, you know, outdated, like, uh, ineffective uh, costumes for disease. Um, but it was a fun aesthetic. And I got to say, she wasn't as bad as previous episodes. I I would argue, yeah, she maybe is. Because, like, I mean, really? and, and this is more of, like, a philosophical debate that I wanted to pick your brain on. Um, and there's no right answers. This is definitely an ethics talk. But, you know, step A, she goes to logic and reason. Let me go talk to Ice King and see if he'll come and help because he obviously didn't mean to. When that fails, it just goes to straight up, like, kidnapping and torture. And the... It's a little bit of a jump. Yeah, it was a lot of bit of a jump. It was like no, like, what's plan B? Is there other better options? Is there a safer option? Is there a better way to communicate with the Ice King than just... And then she could have sent Finn and Jake 
to go and reason with the Ice King because the Ice King wouldn't think that they were hitting they on him. They trust him a little bit more. They trust him more. You know, they've had the Manlorette party. They've had what the Ice King considers a best friendship in the past, you know? I, so, I don't... Gosh, I hate the thing. I mean, that's just Ice King's character. I hate thinking about Ice King as just this, like, every girl wants to date me, but that's his thing. Yeah, I guess. that's it like sucks. his... He, that's like the thing he can't get over. So and there's creepy. there's some reasoning behind that later on. So, yeah. like, it's, it's, it is part of this, like you know, mortal flaw. He's not just creepy. He There's a, a flaw with his madness that makes him that way, you know? It's wild. I'm, as I'm thinking, as we're talking, we've got three characters, and this might be boring for people that actually know this show. We have three characters that have all been alive for years and years and years. And one of them looks really old, but, but Marceline, PB, and Ice King are all essentially Yoda's age. Mm-hmm. 800, 900, whatever years old, maybe more. Well, we know Marceline's a thousand years old at least. Um, yeah, it's so they all have a, a long history. They must have a long history together. I'm ass- assuming they all lived in that same area for a long time. We know Marceline did with all the M's everywhere. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just thinking. Mm, yes, yeah, keep thinking, keep thinking, because we're going to get to some Marcy Ice King history. Okay. And it's good. It's good. It's so good. I hope they didn't oh, date. Man. Well, my... No, they didn't date. Trust okay. me. No, don't worry about that. Thank goodness. Um, but going back to the whole PB thing, because this is where I saw the flaw was like, would you do something for the greater good of your people or your loved ones that was innately immoral? And do you think that because she jumps to this, that like it just shows how she is just like willing to toss her morals aside for like there's i mean there was like just literally no reasoning behind that you know mm-hmm. i mean that is just like one of those classic super yeah would you, would you steal the bread to feed your family you yeah know, like the classic the, ethics debate it, the dark night you know where they've got the two uh the two boats and one of them's got all the yeah who would you it. blow would you blow up the prisoners or blow yeah. up the people and it's, like, it's hard man i don't think i don't think the jump is that quick but there are certain scenarios that it would be really, really hard to do the right thing for the the good of all of humanity or whatever versus like, like if you're just, I don't know, man, like, I don't know that that is just a hard question. You know? Yeah. And I'm not it saying is. you go, you need to answer the question so I can yeah. uh, cancel you on this podcast immediately. No, no, no one's canceling me for, uh, <laughs> not knowing morally what would be the right answer, you know? No, well, I mean, I mean the, the right answer is that there is no, like, right answer yeah. obviously but i just i just thought it was surprising because i was like torture for the greater good i mean i'm beating up ice king in, in this scenario yeah i mean if you're asking me i'm i'm wearing my pink gauntlet gloves that little hearts on him he has and i am just going the ha- going ham on ice king. yeah and maybe it's not immoral because like he was an idiot he's done and, like, bad He's well, and he just was an idiot and just like shed a dandruff and on over the ice kingdom for no good reason and then left. Yeah, like, so there is know. this whole like he is res- he is responsible. He should be the one that should be held responsible. Look, if the whole but, town's gonna die, if the whole town is dying, it's a ghost town, you know. I mean, other than uh, yeah, man, other than my lovely of the episode, the whole town is dying. I'm I might have to be the ice king. Yeah, I mean, I just I think it just gets me like irked that then she brings Finn in all along this and be yeah. like, I have this vendetta right now and I'm going to force someone who is 
Finn's the hero of the Candy Kingdom, but relatively impartial to the situation and be like, help me torture this person and I'm going to be really, really vague on why. Or I'm not going to explain the situation to you before, but like, yeah, 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 we're going to torture him. And Finn's like, why? And she's like hesitant to tell him. And I was like, what? Like, I don't know. That just irked me a lot that she, because she came to this moral conclusion on what was right and wrong, she tries to bring Finn on it, and it did compromise his like ethics. It compromised his it took, alignment. It took no like mo- like motivating or coercing to yeah. do it. She was just like, "Hey, Finn, go get Ice King," and he's just like, "All right." Yeah, you well, know? I mean, but but Finn it hits Finn's mind right the when they had him. It up. Yeah, they they tied him up and put him on, and he's like, "So why are we doing this?" Yeah. And Finn's like, "I don't really know." And the Ice King's like, "Yeah, like I didn't do anything." But Jake's like, "It's kind of that was kind of vague or something." Yeah. He's like, "Well, whatever." Yeah, so that that kind of bummed me out a little bit. Yeah. That you know, it just I I, I want to see Finn succeed, and he's the one that tries so hard for everybody else, and he just keeps. It just seems like every time he's around PB, he's just like doing her dirty work, and I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I know we I, we feel mutually about that situation, but all right, well, yeah, let's get on a lighter note. Who's your lovely? My lovely Manfred. Give, give me some sugar, baby. Yeah, okay, Manfred. Manfred the pinata donkey. The pinata donkey. The uh, only, uh, what was, uh, Manfred is the only uh, sentient being in the Candy Kingdom that's not made out of candy. Yeah, I think I might have mentioned that in the very first episode. Yeah. I was like, this is a weird kingdom with this, because she was in that as well, or Manfred mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, was in that first episode. And I remember being like, oh, that's interesting, you know, but yeah. but candy related, like candy adjacent. Candy adjacent. And there know. is the drunken punch bowl too, you yes, know, so. that's right. But the, uh, yeah, I think it was the, the way she talks, the gosh, I'm sorry. You know, she's just gosh, like, gosh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, don't shoot the messenger, PB. You know, that's <laughs> all I'm saying. But uh, really? yeah, she was my lovely. Uh, my lovely was Buffman Starchy. Oh, my sexy character. Oh, yeah. But he was, uh, Starchy's feeling good. Maybe even better than good. He's been hitting the gym. <laughs> He's been hitting the Yeah. Whatever the, yeah, he incubated himself in like an ice chamber and came out super ripped. I imagine, you know, when you're doing a, a protein shake, you put some dairy and protein powder in. I imagine if you're candy, some, a little bit of dairy goes a long way. A little bit of dairy and, um, and chocolate protein powder. So, yeah, starchy, sexy character of, yeah, of the week for me. I'm glad your sexy for character sure. was my lovely, so that's good. I think starchy was first, man, lots of first episode throwbacks. I think starchy was my first episode lovely. I could be wrong. But I think he was, yeah. Yeah, I think he was. He it was, was either so him or good. Jake. I think you might have been Jake the first episode, too. He's so good in that episode, though. Oh man, well that's that's I, I love I love our lovely segment because we we always gotta that that's our time to breathe and not think so philosophically and just be like man who's just who's just loving it up in this world who's the lovelies in the adventure time I well, love it a little less though what's your lesson ooh I got a I got a about two lessons true friends grasp each other dramatically forever when they die. Oh man, I thought you were about the same mind. That's that's good though. Yeah, that's I, it's like man, that's that's OG. I actually it's like just how saw, Jake treats Finn at the end there. Yeah, I saw a, a great TikTok that was the other day that was like, what are lines in a uh, show that were unexpectedly so good? And it was that line. It was like, brother, if you died, I would hold you dramatically for a kajillion years, <laughs> and then just takes him off in the distance. And I was like, dang, that's there's little moments in the show that are so quick, but you're like, that's that's freaking deep. Yeah, or like deep and loving. Second one that I got is like, you need to look at problems from all situations and all angles and not just go with the most convenient solution. Like the convenient solution, even for the greater good, 
can have its own negative side effects and also counterbalance your morals, you know? So I just say, take, take, and that, that, you know, summarized up, that's two wrongs don't make a right. And that's all summed up into Mm -hmm. very cliche lesson, but like problems can be analyzed from so many different ways and don't immediately get rid of all of your core morals just because it's an easy and most direct way out of it, you know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, hit me with your lessons. I had just one this week, and it's that uh, true friends slappy D each other. <laughs> Two friends slappy D each other. Yeah. I love that. I don't know what that means, but they <laughs> do it to each other. <laughs> what did he say? What was it reference to? He's like, we're slapping donks or something? He's like, we're, we're slapping donks? Yeah. What did he say? Because it was like slappy D's. Pendleton, we're wishes. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> sorry. That's might be inappropriate. Uh, that was allegedly and also a joke. Um, yeah, no, it was, uh, Ice King wants to be best friends forever and goes in for Nux and then Finn slaps his hand away and he's like, oh, slappy D's. Okay. I thought, yeah. I thought D's, he's like, he said slapping something. Oh, I don't, I don't think I ever. Okay. Maybe down. he was just like, oh, we're slapping now. And he said. Slap, slapping True Nux, friends, slapping. slappy D's. Russell's going to get that on a t-shirt. Yeah. True friends. I got a couple of things I wanted to shoot from this podcast. Um, Man, I got beef though. Oh, beef. I, I do have beef. Over, I, we're kind of moving away from the episode on this one. Um, so over the weekend, I went to try and find, uh, well, we went to Target, as one does. Target's a great place, just random trips or whatever. As and, is and tradition. And whenever I go, as is tradition, whenever I go to Target, I always swing through two aisles there's a nerd aisle that they have like right next to the pillows for some reason that's just like one little side mm-hmm. of it's always like the with the aisle. with the the big head yeah pop, the pop, pop heads, heads you pop and heads, all that yeah. stuff uh and then i'll swing through the toy section and both for one main reason is to just just Live a kid. I, I mean, just, dude, a walk through a Target aisle to relive some childhood is worth it. You know, look at the see if there are Pokemon cards because you know if there's a Pokemon card that a pack that I've never bought before, maybe I'll buy one. Um, but I'm beefing with the Pokemon TCG fandom because it is so annoying. I it doesn't really matter to me, but it's like, man, I've tried to buy there's been like three Mm. or four new sets that have come out and they are always sold out there's this terrible like i'm just so against it man there's just like really i think it's just terrible it it is kind of toxic yeah yeah toxic that's what i'm looking for it's it's all the any kid that wants to go in there and maybe i'm part of the problem but i'm only buying like starting to get into pokemon cards can't buy cards because you can't find cards anywhere because they're sold out because people are going in at like 8 a.m as soon as they get delivered they know the time they're being delivered they're going in there and they're buying pokemon cards and i can't buy a pack or two just like for the fun of opening up a new pack that i've never seen before it's just I don't, I'm just like, man, you know, this is, I, it was something for a little while that I was like, maybe I'll get into this and I'm not trying to get into it, but it's something that I enjoy doing because I love uh, Pokemon. It's very nostalgic, but I just, yeah, I'm, I'm beefing with the TCG fandom. Yeah. I feel that, man. I feel, I, I just, it, it gets me bugged when, you know, kids can't enjoy their kiddom because some adults being like, I could sell this for a million dollars. Yeah. And they buy up like all the packs there, as many as they can, the max amount. And they go in immediately. It's just, and they're man, just, uh, they, they're getting two Twitch streamers watching them do a card a, open. A card opening. Yeah. And some people are cutting them in half and then pulling good cards. Like, I just, 
That's yeah. stupid. I mean, I literally, when I was down in uh, St. Simon's with my my nephew, we were looking at his Pokemon cards, you know, and like we were sharing out, got to show him some pictures of mine from when I was a kid, you know, and like, it's like a fun thing for like eight-year-olds to do or whatever. It's, yeah. it's just annoying that, um, yeah, it's just a really toxic thing. Yeah. Well, I got opinion. some chicken to your beef this week again. Chicken. Yeah, chicken to your beef. Just because I've I've have pulled out cards. I'm Yu-Gi-Oh cards. My mom is uh currently searching for my old Pokemon cards as she is about to oh, move out yeah. of her house. So we talked about this. Before. We have got some potential uh good wins if that ever gets found. Second win, I had some. And you're giving them all to me. You're gifting them. To oh me. right, right, free right, of, right, <laughs> free, right of free of charge. Right, right. Uh, no, but I did have rights. a handful <laughs> of like a, about a hundred cards that I didn't have bindered up from a long time ago. Had them thrown in a drawer and went through them. I've got like half the Lieutenant Surge base set and I went through the cards. I have a, a Charmander, a Charmeleon, a Squirtle, and an Ivysaur, and an Eevee, all base set originals. Are they and Shadowless or They're not first Shadowless, edition? no. Okay. I've got one Jungle Pikachu. None of them are Shadowless, but I was like, if they're PSA grade five, and they were like- 10, you needed 10. No, I mean, I was looking at grade fives even like, because really? the edgings, the, these are actually pristine condition except for the back edging. Yeah. And so I'd say I could maybe get a four or five out of them. And like, it's, no, you, you should see them. It's pretty close, well, What man. do you think they would sell for? A uh, hundred bucks. No, dude. I've seen, dude, you should see what's going on on If those are sell for a hundred dollars, I got some dang good cards that I could yeah, sell for a whole lot more Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. People are, well, the people that are buying them up at Target that you got beef with, people are buying base sets up on eBay and Amazon and Mercari and all that stuff. I mean, I'm holding on to mine. There, I always had this weird thought of like, I'll pass it on to my kid when I'm older or whatever, but I think I'm going to hold on to mine until there are no longer any Pokemon fans in the world and they're just like worthless again. Worthless. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like bond or uh, wood for a fire at that point, you know, but it's like or cardboard for the fire. But um, man, I'm going to keep holding on to mine. I don't think I'm going to sell them, but freaking TCG fandom. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I feel your beef, man. Give me a card. Someone. If you're a fan and you want to send me, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't have a PO box. Oh man. Well, let's let's wrap it up. Thank you guys for sticking around through our beef and Pokemon talk, and thank you guys for sticking around on the podcast. Again, this has been DJ Nettie P and Russell Tyndall, and we loved you guys. Yeah, and please go review us. Check us out. It actually helps so much. We're trying to get that SEO, baby. Give me the SEO. I want people to pop up and type Adventure Time on Google. And not even have Hulu pop up. It's just our podcast. <laughs> it's just We're gonna us. beat the show. Yeah, but but if you actually write a review on like Apple Podcasts or iTunes Podcasts or whatever, that helps a ton or rate it or whatever. And then Instagram at Never Ending Adventure Podcast, TikTok Never Ending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast, email NEA dot travelers log at gmail.com to send us your questions, your thoughts about episodes or just life in general. If you need advice from two guys that know nothing, we're yeah, man. happy to give it. Send us an MP3 or soundbite of any questions. We'll host it on the show. We'll answer your questions. Give us permission, though. Yeah. Let us let us yeah. know that we can do that. Absolutely. Uh, and we would be more than happy to. And yeah, that'd just be so fun. Like, like we said in one of the episodes, we're, we just want to build this community up. I mean, we want to be a part of it. We want to help grow um, the fandom for a really cool show from a couple years ago yeah alright thanks y'all bye
This is an outro. This is Russell Tindall doing an Adventure Time podcast with Ned Pruitt, A, A, and Michael Hitchcock as the engineer. And boop, boop, doop, boop, doop, 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 doop. don't listen to our advice. Uh, 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 uh,